and welcome to the Whole Self Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Hughes, a holistic mentor, human design guide, and well-being advocate obsessed with all things health, wellness, self-healing, spiritual growth, and mindful living. I believe true well-being is only possible when we start to look at our whole selves, how we feed our bodies, how we move, how we think, feel, how we connect and realign with our inner selves. My intention with this podcast is to create space to explore all of that with you. Expect soulful, expansive conversations to inspire you on your journey back to your whole self. Hey everyone and welcome to episode two of the Whole Self Podcast. I have a great episode for you today with my friend Cornelia who is a naturopath and a theta meditation healer where we discuss firstly what naturopathy is and theta healing, how it can be of benefit and how both have really shaped Cornelia's own journey. We chat about all things holistic healing and most significantly the importance of really tuning into what you need in the realm of health, wellness and healing. So with that, I will leave you to enjoy this episode and if you love it, please do review, subscribe and share your biggest takeaways over on Instagram. I would love to see what you think and I will let you enjoy this episode. So I'll see you next time. Hope you enjoy it. Hey Cornelia, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. It's really nice to be here with you. Thanks, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, me too. So do you want to start off by um, just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do, where your story started and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, so um, I'm Cornelia, as you said. Um, I'm from Sweden and I kind of educate people about how our stored subconscious childhood beliefs affect um, our energy and emotional health um, and how that influence how, how much of ourselves, our core selves, uh, we allow ourselves to be and allow the world to see. Um, and I focus a lot on stress and anxiety management through meditation and um, um, nutrition. Mm. There is so much to unpack <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. sentence. Okay. Yeah. We've got, we've got a lot to get into then. Um, so there's a few different things there that you do. Yeah. But obviously you're kind of, you treat people intuitively I guess depending on what they need is that right yeah so there is a lot in there because it's been such a long um journey Mm -hmm. to uh, and so many different modalities that I've been um looking into and and educating myself in so it's kind of difficult to explain (laughs) in words um what it is I'm doing now but it's it's not so much one-on-one at the moment. Okay. Um, so I studied naturopathic nutrition um, mm. uh, and I finished that 2017. And I also did theta healing. So those are, are the, the modalities that, I've, that I'm certified in. So I started, I did that in the UK 
And when I moved back to the to Gothenburg um, in Sweden, mm-hmm. I mostly gave people naturopathic consultations. Yeah. Um, and naturopathy or naturopathic nutrition, which is what I studied, is um, it's focused around the the body's ability to heal itself given the right conditions with like air and sun and water and food and minerals. So it's, it's massive. Um, um, So yeah, so that's, I did that one-on-one and then I also did Theta healing one-on-one with people, which is um, it's like a, it's a healing modality an energy healing modality where um, part of it is intuitive, as you said, Mm -hmm. and part of it is like a, talking therapy yeah um and then I um paused it for a while um because there was some some things I needed to learn before finding um, my way of of working with those tools if that makes sense yeah that's really interesting because obviously me and you know each other because you lived in London and we both work together in retail which is just such a far yeah. cry from where we're both <laughs> at now um, yeah. but it's really interesting like you say that you went on a journey and kind of picked up different modalities along the way I'm really interested to know like how that happened yeah so I was working in um was like a co-op in Edinburgh mm-hmm and um, so the, the nutrition course was only on the weekend. So I had the, the week to, to work. Um, yeah, and the shop opposite the, the co-op that I was in was a, a crystal shop with, um, yeah, so, so she, Nancy, she's, she was selling, uh, yeah, amazing crystals. And the shop was just magic. I think everyone could feel that with, with her shop. It was like... It was something special. Nice. And um, yeah, so, and then there was um, a volunteer in, in my shop that started talking about Nancy and Theta Healing and how she's, um, she was doing courses in it. So that was the first time I heard about Theta. Um, and I, I moved to, so after London, where we met you mm-hmm. and I um I moved to Glasgow for two years where I studied English and I wasn't very happy there at all because it wasn't um I love English and it wasn't really anything wrong with anything mm-hmm. <laughs> there but I could just feel that it wasn't what I was wanting to do really yeah um and I've always had I was a really shy young person uh not that I'm very old now but when I was younger I was very very shy and very um confused with who I was so I was I was really struggling with knowing um what I wanted to do so I kind of just floated around um and and listened to yeah other people Mm -hmm. um so Glasgow was I think I was drawn to Scotland um and and English was I would I've been studying languages before so that was kind of just it just became that it wasn't Mm -hmm. a really active choice um 
Yeah, so after a few years, I just started feeling like I can't do this anymore because it's not right. Um, yeah, and then I found this naturopathic nutrition in Edinburgh. Um, and I just decided to do that. And I was halfway through the, the English degree. So, you know, my brain was like, this doesn't make sense. Just finish this and then do what you want to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just couldn't. Um, and at this time, I developed like eczema around my eyes. So, yeah. So my body just, it just wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, something in me told me to, to make the change. So I did. And I moved to Edinburgh. And I started learning about the body and how it works. And we were digging really deep into biomedicine and minerals and vitamins and how the body works when it's well and when it's not well. And um, what it kind of what it needs to be able to do its thing. But I, I became like this was my whole world so I was doing a lot of yoga and I studied I was studying uh, naturopathy and I yeah I, I just became really really obsessed with it and developed this is self-diagnosed I don't know if it was this but I think it was yeah. orthorexia so yeah so I was just it was just my whole world and it became unhealthy so the health the healthy ways became too much. Yeah. Um, so I don't fully remember exactly when what happened, but this was like this was going on. Um, and then I I found Nancy in the crystal shop and started going to her for sessions, and just I think my whole body could just feel that you need to work on your brain, you need to work on your subconscious. Yeah. Um as well as the, um, the, um, the physical health or the, the food and the, that part of it. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, it was an intense time. It was a deep dive into naturopathy, but also theta. So my yeah. subconscious, my subconscious belief system, basically, which yeah. we will have. Um, so, so yeah, that was, um, that was intense and I learned a lot. Yeah. And I think going maybe too deep into the naturopathy mm. taught me that <clears throat> we need to listen to ourselves, you know, yeah. like, and Theta helped me with that. So mm. when I got back to Sweden, I was still not well from, from that time. <clears throat> so it was kind of counterproductive, really studying health and becoming more, more and more unwell. Yeah, and then I started um, having consultations with people, which didn't really feel right at the time because I wasn't fully um, doing what I was educating, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, so that was when I took the the break. Yeah, that's what I seem to find a lot is that there's there's a catalyst to shifting into these modalities and that's what I mm. find really inspiring about a lot of people that are now doing this kind of work and into that um in that world of healing and wellness and actually it's come from a mm. place of like experience 
because it's been things that they've turned to when they've not been in a good place and it's really interesting that that journey from one modality to another bringing all of those modalities together has happened because there's been something that sent you in that direction every step of the way Mm. find it really interesting as well like how you say about getting sort of too involved in in certain things like going too deep into naturopathy because I think sometimes we can get into these areas and these modalities and kind of neglect the other when actually what you're saying is that it's very much about everything like you know we have to treat Mm. as well as the body we have to treat our mind as well as miraculous as the body is it can't necessarily heal on its own you need to kind of focus on your mind and your soul as well to be able to kind of bring all of that into balance yeah exactly and I think it's it's so easy to um to to become super focused on things outside of you Mm -hmm. that will fix you you know yeah um especially if you're struggling and it's 100% understandable yeah. that that's what because you're you really want to fix it um yeah. and i think it's important to a certain extent of course to learn and to to um change your ways of being so that you can help your body but i think also that we have such a strong um voice within yeah. that that knows you know and um it's very clouded yeah. <laughs> for most of us because we'll pick these beliefs up along the way yeah. and fears and um, so it can be hard to hear it yeah. and then once we hear it it might be difficult to listen to it because mm-hmm. it's uh it's scary um but I don't think we really have a choice yeah. um, if we want to feel healthy, yeah. you know, in our everywhere, mm-hmm. really, because it's, I think it creates, um, um, I think it creates a conflict yeah. within us, you know, the, the, your voice um, and all these voices from your beliefs. So it's like 100 million voices at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that creates a conflict and that's stress and anxiety mm-hmm. I think so um so I was I've always been really anxious since I was I can't even remember a time when I wasn't mm-hmm. um and that's also been a really important thing for me to understand where that anxiety comes from you know that like underlying chronic yeah anxiety yeah um that I think a lot of people live with um and just accept because it's it's difficult to talk about it or um describe it yeah um yeah I think do you think it's because um think physical things are more kind of like tangible so we can see them can't we like if we you know if we have like a physical manifestation of an illness like you can see it as humans, we feel more comfortable with that rather than digging into Mm. the mind and the soul, because it's like, how do you even measure that? And like you say, so many people live with anxiety 
And I think we just Mm. have come to accept that that's just a normal way of life because it's Mm. almost easier to just say that it's normal rather than have to deal with it because it's like, where do you even start? Mm. Because so many people don't know where to start, like don't know how to even tackle that or even like you say, even see that it's a problem. Yeah. So when I was in, um, in Edinburgh, I was working like three jobs and I was doing an internship Mm. and I was doing these courses so obviously I had a lot of things on my plate but they were all fun things yeah um but during this time there was so much anxiety in me that um and I I think that's the, the same response for the body as stress um it's just constant stress right so I was um I don't think I had a burnout, but I was on the verge of one. Um, So physically, I was really affected by that period. Um, I was I was having like heart. My heart was racing Mm. quite often and I couldn't uh, remember things. And I my hair like I was losing hair. My period stopped. And um, yeah, and I couldn't even walk up. A flight of stairs wow. um and I was really skinny mm-hmm. like I just didn't um look well and I was eating all of these amazing foods um that my body couldn't absorb because I was so stressed so so I think that was the worst um anxiety period of my life mm-hmm. um and that kind of also as with all all things that you struggle with if you choose to get to the bottom of it you learn a lot yeah um so I really did and I think that was that was why I've chosen to focus on or become really interested in anxiety and stress yeah um so and I'm fine today which I'm really grateful for Mm -hmm. because I know it can it can really stay um with you yeah but um yeah I think once you have had a lot of stress, like a stressful period, or um, you're prone to anxiety, if that's the right way of describing it, yeah. Um, I guess you need to be a bit more careful and like mindful mm-hmm. to not go too far into it because I can't, or my body can't really um, get back from that. Yeah. The same way others might be able to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you find is the best, like what are the things that you, um, that have helped you with that, that have helped you get into a good place from an anxiety point of view? Is that, mm. is that theta healing that's helped you or are there other things? Yeah. So it kind of feels like both, both naturopathy and theta triggered <laughs> this whole period of not feeling well. Um, but they were, they're also the tools that I know will help me being able to live really well now going forward because I've been through um, hopefully most of the things I needed to go through. Um, you never know, but um, yeah, so far. So I, um, yeah, I think that the healing has made it possible for me to, to understand myself um, because it's, yeah. So it's a, it's a brainwave theta that um children are in all the time until they're six Mm. 
um, or about that that age, um, which is why they're so absorbable. <laughs> no, they're like uh, sponges um, because it's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of the gateway to our subconscious. Um, and during that time, their subconscious is um, being formed or shaped or um yeah so so theta healing is a technique um it's a meditation technique um that anyone can learn and anyone can learn to go into theta when they want to and we're all in theta um on and off yeah um and we're in theta just before we go to sleep Mm. so it's like yeah it's a very deeply relaxed state but you're conscious so so when you're in that state of of theta it's easier for you to remember things maybe from your childhood or just things that you've suppressed um and also understand things the root of things or the the root of certain patterns or um choices or behaviors that you live with yeah Mm, so so yes if you do theta healing with someone like you and I did Mm -hmm. um you're you're guided into theta and you're guided through the the beliefs um guided to the bottom of them um and that's where the, the talking bit comes in then that you the practitioner asks questions um and really sometimes pushes you to to see the truth Mm. um of of what's going on and theta just helps you to get there um so so learning that technique has helped me so much and i'm sure you have um certain techniques that changes or change your way of seeing life yeah. you know yeah um yeah so theta kind of becomes a way of living yeah you know being yeah being mindful of triggers and getting to the bottom of them to release them mm. um yeah so it's kind of like in a child way it's an element of that because yeah. you're tapping into when we start to be conditioned as children and that if we can take ourselves back to that point then that's our true state and it's who we truly are before we're conditioned by society but it's also when we start to get shaped by society and shaped by the people around us and influences from other people opinions from other people and actually that is it's so powerful going back to that like taking yourself back to that point to understand yeah exactly and it's really hard because it was such a long time ago (laughs) and um and children create feeling memories or emotional memories, mm. um, whereas we create like um, visual memories. So I can remember that I was in the store yesterday because I remember the picture right. or the vision. But as a yeah, as a child, you create feeling um, memories. Mm. So it's not even something that you can always remember the the situation of. You can just remember or get in touch with a feeling yeah. that's um yeah that was created somewhere and that feeling um it's usually like 
yeah fear or or a feeling of um abandonment or rejection or not being good enough and all these things um that we carry with us and so that's why i think it's so important to learn about emotions as well and really understanding them yeah um because that that's been a big part of it for me as well um and and maybe in connection to inner child work mm-hmm. that we really need to allow ourselves to feel all those feelings mm-hmm. that we've um tried not to feel for so long and um yeah and i think i don't think we ever we will always be children yeah <laughs> um we will always be that core yeah. that we were um during those six years and it's yeah. remembering who you who you were as a child mm. what you like to do and combining that with who you are now mm. um being able to take care of yourself I think that's a really powerful combination yeah. um and it's it's um important to 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 find that I think mm. um the understanding of the the child you and how that affects your way of living now so that you can become an adult yeah and I think like I've just actually been having this conversation with someone because I've just done a human design reading for someone before before I did this call with you Mm. um and this was the conversation that I was having about human design and about how we use it to show ourselves the energy that we were born with like and I think that's that's very much what that work is about as well it's like it's unconditioning everything that you've not unconditioning deconditioning everything that you've Mm. picked up throughout your adult life and taking it right back to the core of you and being like who actually are you um and that's been something that's been so powerful for me in really starting to understand myself and it's not even like I think there's this there's this misconception I think around like when people say um you know, that old saying of I'm going to go and find myself. And I always say to people, Mm. like, actually, you don't need to go anywhere and find yourself. What you need to do is unpeel all the layers that you've built up over the years and get back to yourself Mm. because you were there at one point. Like we all were our true selves in those first years of our life. And all of these principles are really just about like, getting you back to that and getting you back to your core and I think that's the same with like like nutrition and naturopathy and stuff it's like it's bringing you back to a state of like balance and realness and wholeness um before we were kind of like taken off in these different directions and influenced by different things around us yeah exactly and I think I think nature comes in here as well like um just stripping everything down and we're so much surrounded by technology uh, which is amazing yeah. but it's um it's not natural yeah. for us right and it's like i think it's only our generation that's um yeah owned a cell phone you know yeah, totally. so it's a very new thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a very new thing for um um us and our bodies so if we forget and what if I forget to or just don't go into the to the woods or um skip being in nature for a while I just I just feel so 
yeah, anxious to start with, but just like, I just don't feel. Um, and the moment I, I step into nature, it's like, ah, right, yeah. we need that yeah. because, yeah, and I think that's um, that's maybe the physical peeling off the layers. Um, yeah. Just being around trees because it's, that's, yeah, it's our natural state. Um, and that's what's so cool with naturopathy because it's, mm. It talks a lot about how, you know, our, our body is built up with, with what we eat, the proteins yeah. and the, the, um, the carbohydrates and the minerals and the vitamins and the fats. Um, so it, it really makes sense that we need all of that to feel well yeah. uh, and water. Um, yeah. So it's, um, it's been so much like hocus pocus around. Yeah. And yeah. Naturopathy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you really start looking at it and looking at the science, it's it it makes sense. Yeah. Where do you think that hocus pocus kind of attitude? Because mm. I I've actually been thinking about this recently because I've seen a lot more against natural medicine and mm. you know natural ways of doing things. What do you think that resistance is from from us? Obviously, because there was a time when that was all we had, and then we introduced our kind of Western medical mm. system as a, from my point of view, I see that as like a, a quick, strong way to get to solving a problem. You know, Western medicine doesn't nurture you back to health. You know, Western medicine gives you that, like, you need this to help you in this situation right now. Whereas mm -hmm. I see like natural medicine, naturopathy, nutrition, energy healing, all of those different modalities as something completely different. Mm. I find it really interesting that, that there is so many people within that kind of Western medical system that have so much resistance to it when actually like there's mm -hmm. a place, there's a time and place for both. What I struggle with is like, what is the harm of naturopathy? Why is there so much resistance to something that is natural and actually does no harm? yeah yeah completely um yeah and I don't know I think it's I mean in Sweden it's even less like accepted they've just accepted acupuncture actually um oh. to like so a, a doctor can refer a, a patient to a an acupuncturist mm. um so that's amazing but I think here at least it's a lot about the science like is it backed up by science it needs to be backed up yeah um so I think that's one part of it that it becomes focus pocus when it's like well it's not enough that you tell me to but it's not and mm -hmm. um but then they say it's placebo and you know we will never be able to prove that until we prove that with science yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> but um yeah and I also think like comparing um, natural medicine with um, Western medicine, mm -hmm. it's um, it's looking at the symptoms and getting to the root of the mm -hmm. symptom versus treating the symptoms, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so it's um, it works for many people with Western medicine, and that's amazing. And as you say, um, I'm not against that at all, mm -hmm. and it's it's a matter of both yeah. um, or using both in a, in, a, in the best way possible. 
But if we don't go to the bottom of uh, or to the root of the problem, it's the same with anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same with like a leakage exactly. in a house. Yeah, You can't just put a Band-Aid on it. Um, and uh, yeah, and with Theta and, and naturopathy, it's like um, you look for the triggers, you look for the symptoms, and you try to find your way to the source. Yeah. Um, and that's amazing. It's like, it's so fun to do that, yeah. <laughs> especially with the with your mental health right like yeah. oh this person really triggers me or now I became really anxious what was the thought um that did that um yeah so not just not just um numbing it with like yelling at someone or having food or mm. whatever you do to to numb it it's so easy because I think most of us are really unused to or or uncomfortable with um feeling feelings um, without yeah without needing something to to take the edge off and that's that's no judgment yeah. I completely understand that but it's um it's not a nice way of to live you know mm -hmm. numbing your emotional yeah. world down yeah um yeah 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 and I think that's again like I think that's a lot to do with us not having almost not having acceptance of you know things like anger and frustration and even like sadness and anxiety and stuff have such a bad stigma to them that I think we've become yeah. used to being scared of those feelings so we that's mm. what we do throughout our lives we find ways to to push those feelings down rather than um yeah deal with them and then like we said before it then makes it more difficult to even when you become aware that you are that you might have um something to heal emotionally it it becomes this mm. kind of big obstacle to overcome because we've built it up to be this big scary thing like you don't want to delve into anxiety or anger or any of those emotions because we've been led to believe that they're not good emotions to have um mm. so that's where the people that's where people yeah. get that resistance from of not wanting to kind of like to delve in but it's funny isn't it because actually like you say it's like it's finding things to kind of numb those emotions is mm. yes it feels easy at the time but actually just dealing with it although it feels like a big task to take on very often it's a lot smaller that the root of it is a lot smaller than we think it is yeah I think so too and I think um in different ways we might have been shamed for certain feelings as a child mm -hmm. um so then it becomes like a, a, another layer um to mask it you know if you weren't allowed to to cry whatever it was when you were a child yeah. um but um but I find like I've, I've worked a lot with children and you know they they have a lot of emotions all the time but there's always a reason for it right yeah it's like yeah I'm not I, I uh, they've said I can't play with them or um it might be bigger issues as well like my mom is not happy whatever um but I think I think we can learn a lot from children, maybe everything. Mm -hmm. um, 
that there's always if if you talk to yourself uh, the way that you would talk to a child like okay yeah. what happened now and just try to do it that, that way um as you say it's not it's usually not that massive problem underneath all these emotions and patterns and you know uh, sorrows it's just like yeah I I want to play with them (laughs) or um I I want you know it's it's usually something small but it doesn't feel small because we have so much shame around it and so much ego around it so yeah if we can see ourselves as a a child that can be really helpful to just like be honest with ourselves and uh and not take ourselves too seriously because mm. that's um that stands in the way too right yeah to um quite often we just need to hear for our core we don't even need to we don't have to call it inner child work mm-hmm. if that's if that's um that's not attracting yeah. you it can just be talking to your inner self or talking yeah. to your core because it's the same thing um, but I think it's helpful to talk about inner child work because it's usually things that happened when we were yeah. young. Um, That's such a powerful technique to actually imagine yourself at the point where whatever it is that you're kind of working through happened and have that conversation with yourself to be able to kind of talk yourself through it almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, um, at least for me, that's the the intention with all of this to be able to to talk to myself as you say and to to tell myself all the things I needed to hear or I need to hear and to understand yourself in such a way that you can give yourself everything um and that doesn't mean that you 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 don't need people of course we need people but Mm. um it's so easy to to um, crave or or need um, other people's opinions and help and you know yeah. um, a new therapist or a new yes. technique or yeah um, instead of just like what do I need now and I think it's um, just what you described it's the most powerful powerful way of um, getting to the core mm-hmm. um, and that feeling of not needing or not being dependent on someone else. Yeah. Um, I think that's healing when we, and maybe that's connected to what we talked about in the beginning where um, you start hearing yourself and that voice has been there all the time. It's just been so clouded, mm-hmm. but um, maybe that's, um, that's a way of doing that. Yeah. Getting to know who you were as a child and understanding um, that those needs are still there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm. And do you find that that's um, that uh, process of tuning into yourself and listening to yourself has flowed over into nutrition and how you physically look after yourself as well? Mm. Yeah. And I think I was I had to because of um, because of my experience with food that became unhealthy Mm -hmm. so I was listening so much to everyone else me you know all the books and all the talks and all the courses Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's a it's amazingly interesting you know that too like with all the um minerals and and all the things Mm -hmm. that they do for us yeah 
but I think that needs to be applied uh, in combination with a healthy, like stable um, feeling of I'm fine, you know, I'm, this is, yeah, yeah, this is fun. And I, I can feel that this helps me if it does. Um, but not like this needs to rescue me because she, she or he said that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it's really, um, it has taught me to, to listen inwards and it's still hard, you know, it's not always, I, I can do that. And then, um, I need to, um, sit back for a while, just like, what do I need? Am I hungry? Mm-hmm. Am I thirsty? Do I need, you know, mm-hmm. what you need? Because I think we need, we use food for so many things yeah. like emotionally, or if we're bored or if we're tired, um, and that's that's been um, a great thing to learn as well learning what hunger is and and what the unhungers yeah. are as well um because food is um yeah i think we all have a very personal and individual and emotional um maybe not all of us but many of us um relationship to food yeah and um it can be important to unbunk that yeah. or open that um, to to create a healthy relationship to food. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm. I think that's so important. Like I, because I know that mm. I've done, you know, obviously when I was diagnosed, like, and I think this is like I was saying before, you, because food is a tangible thing. It's the first thing that people go to, to be like, this is a quick fix. Like, how can I change my diet before you get into the kind of emotional healing that takes a bit longer and requires a bit more of a practice? You know, food is the, is yeah. naturally the first thing that people say, well, I'm going to change my diet and I'm going to introduce all the supplements and stuff. And I, I see this a lot yeah. from people of like this, it's very kind of like dogmatic approach to their, diet or the things that they will or won't eat or the supplements that they take and it's like like having to take things every single day and having to eat a certain way all the time and I think as much as like if that works for you then that's great but what Mm. I see so much is that people become stressed about having to keep on top of it and it's like that's actually counterproductive because if you're in a state of stress those nutrients that you're putting into your body aren't going to give you the same that they would be if you weren't stressed about it. Like if you were, if you were taking those foods and supplements and, you know, herbs and whatever else, if you were taking them in because you were doing it out of love for yourself, love for your body and a desire to kind of like enhance your body um, and mm. heal it that way rather than from a place of like fear like if I don't do this then I'm not going to get better um, I just think it's yeah. so counterproductive it's finding that healthy yeah. balance isn't it and I think this is where that that emotional side of us and the mental side of us comes in to things like nutrition mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's I really like the idea of charging our food mm-hmm. you know whatever you eat uh, as you say you do it with love yeah instead of um having to or yeah. stressing um about it so we know that different foods affect us differently mm-hmm. that's um I can't argue with that and I think yeah. I believe in that too because you can feel it 
but there's also the the placebo effect here as well Mm. right that if you that you really believe that this food will Mm -hmm. do good for your body um it might um and that might just be a feeling or it might be you could scientifically prove it (laughs) but um I think it's um I think you you're only doing yourself a favor by starting to really um charging your food with what you want it to be for you Mm. you know not a achievement or um perfectionistic you know um dream or idea Mm. but um it's food and it's good for us food is not dangerous um and our bodies are really strong Mm -hmm. and obviously some of us need to struggle with um illnesses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the body can yeah have all sorts of different problems of course but if you if you're treating if you're treating something actively i think it's a different uh, scenario because then you have like a that's something tangible too mm. um and yeah you know all about this but yeah. it's um yeah it can really help your body to think about that but if it's if it's from a preventative mm-hmm. perspective it doesn't need to be perfect and there's nothing there is nothing that's perfect but I think that's the um, there can really be a healthy balance there right because if the body is well it can handle stuff you know and that doesn't mean that we need to eat crisps uh three times a day every day all the time if you if you eat well and you eat green and you Mm. eat things that make your body happy it can definitely handle crisps yeah um yeah so yeah it's um that's been a big one for me to learn Mm. at least that the body is strong and do so much to to support it and help it and um uh, and give it love yeah but when it becomes um uh, a strive or like Mm. a yeah a war yeah um and like shooting healthy stuff and food at it that's Mm um i think they say like it just becomes really expensive um pee. yeah yeah <laughs> because you're just like yeah you know the body is just like oh my god i don't know what to do and you just it, it can't absorb the nutrients exactly. as you said so um yeah yeah and i think that's mm. the thing as well isn't it it's like you've just said something then about like if you've got a good baseline if you're supporting yourself by the things that you put into your body that create harmony and balance then Mm. a packet of crisps isn't a problem like that's fine Mm. and it shouldn't be things that people fear because it's just it's food and it's going to give you something um and Mm -hmm. if you've got a body that is you know working optimally then Mm. anything that isn't great for you that's in those things would will hopefully your body will process them in the right way um yeah I see this a lot from people who have been diagnosed with cancer and they're kind of like, what can I eat? and What can't I eat? And it's like, well, doesn't Mm. it it really, we need to shift that conversation and and think more like if we add in healthy foods, like healthier foods, then Mm. um, yeah, we we're just kind of creating a better terrain. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think here, one thing that 
can be really interesting and helpful and and um putting or shedding light on health and our body from a different perspective is learning about the organs and what they Mm. do and you know that's that's also massive within the naturopathy yeah the the herbal the herbs and the um yeah different um, protocols to support different organs yeah and that's for me that kind of shifted the focus right it's not like oh I can't eat that and I can't eat that it's more like oh if I drink this tea that my liver will yeah um do its job better you know so you get to know your organs as little dudes and uh, uh girls um yeah. and and another interesting like nutrition um area I think is blood sugar balance mm-hmm. um and learning about that and that really ties into anxiety as well um because yeah an unbalanced blood blood sugar puts a lot of stress on our adrenals mm-hmm. as yeah I'm sure you yeah you know yeah so so if that's unbalanced it's really difficult to get to the bottom of anxiety because it might just be your body um out because it doesn't have enough your body doesn't have enough fuel yeah to um <clears throat> to f- fuel you basically yeah um so yeah so if food is something that is triggering there's so many different ways to approach it i think that isn't focused on um the no's and the yeses yeah yeah it's a similar way to the way that i you know i take a lot of kind of herbal medicine and um different vitamin mm. supplements and yeah. It is, it comes from a place of knowing what they're doing for me. And, mm. you know, there'll be days that go by where I don't take all the supplements that I normally take. And that's just because I just don't feel intuitively like I need them um, as much mm. at that time. But I always like to see it that way of like, this is, this is supporting this function of my body. Um, I think it's hard not to see your body like mm. that and not to, um, to look at yourself and think my body's working so hard. I need to do everything that I can. That's what I see nutrition, natural medicine as it's like, it's the way that me as my external person can support the functions that are happening inside my body. It's connecting to the things that you're putting in connecting to your body. I think that's so important because I think that's what makes it more sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's more fun as well yeah. because you're doing it for you then, right? Yeah. Um, and not because you someone told you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So after all these changes that you've done with your diet and all these things, mm. um, is it? Do you find it like is it? Is it different the way you you know or you um, decide what to do? Can you hear yourself better? Has that changed? Mm anything around that yeah what like I I definitely feel intuitively connected to myself and what I need Mm. and I think that has developed over time and I I can't even really put my finger on it to be honest but there are times where I I just know I don't even really necessarily think about the things that I eat or the things that I take anymore I just know Mm. what I what I need in that moment um obviously that comes from all of the inner work that I've done and 
all of that work that I've done on connecting to my soul and connecting to my emotions and my inner self um, mm. gives me that relationship with myself that allows me to see what I need. Um, mm. What I found, my physical healing has been better since I listen to myself and actually in listening to myself I ha- I don't take as many supplements or as often I don't necessarily eat as quote unquote healthy as I did three years ago but I have healed mm. physically better in the time that I just tuned into what I needed and that's why I'm so passionate about helping people tap into that um mm. because I think you know, and I think you said this before is like, that's the healing, like that connection mm. to ourself is healing. Um, yeah, I re I honestly believe that. I think, you know, that the, all of the external things are our support system and they're, they're the things that we can pull on when we need them, yeah. but the healing happens inside. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's an important point too. what you said there, that, that in the beginning we might, um, we might have to mm. look externally. Mm. You know, you can't just <clears throat> um, live your life in a certain way and then just yeah, listen because it's not there. So like you you start listening to other people and what they're they're saying, and I think that's a it's important in the beginning to to get that knowledge yeah. from <clears throat> people that know. Yeah, but um, maybe it, there's um maybe there's a point um on that journey where it needs to tip over from other people's opinions to your own voice. Mm. Is it a flip? How do you say that? You know, like, um, um, yeah, yeah, there's like a threshold or it needs yeah, to yeah, yeah. shift into you. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, nothing wrong with reading all the books no. and all those things that we both mm-hmm. think it's, you need to do that in the beginning. Um mm. But, um, I th- but yeah, I think it's, you know, we don't, we don't have that, that education in our no. society anymore, but I know now that it's information that I can store and take from it what I need rather than reading a book and changing my whole life to suit what was written word for word in that book. Um, yeah. I think, you know, it is finding those, those professionals that we trust that we can, take that education from and then take from it what you need at the moment yeah exactly we're all different we're all so different um so there's no just one way of doing yeah. things when it comes to health obviously like you say everybody is different but are there a few general things that you would recommend to people yeah so i definitely think that most people if not all will feel better um, by following a more natural diet. Yeah. Um, and that that can be different for, for different people. But I think um, going to bed, like sleep, um, that's so important. And drinking water and having regular meals with, with fats and proteins, proteins and, and vegetables. Yeah. Um, if you don't have like a certain illness where you can't eat that, I, I can't see that that would hurt anyone. And I, I don't see how that wouldn't make you feel better. Yeah. Um, because it's just, 
if if we choose to listen to naturopathy that's just the way our bodies built mm-hmm. um the the general body that is yeah um so yeah sleep and plenty of water and and um natural food mm-hmm. and exercise mm-hmm. and that's that's also in moderation right um and it's different for different people yeah. but movement yeah and um yeah and I also think laughter and the sense mm-hmm. of humor is or your sense of humor is so important mm-hmm. and just laughing at ourselves yeah <laughs> because it's um it's so easy to forget that especially if you have a, a goal and we need to change ourselves so we need to become someone it's um you know it's it's good to laugh and that's also physiologically good yeah yeah <laughs> for us it's like we've said throughout this whole call like it really is about coming back to simplicity like and stripping away mm. the things that have made our lives so complicated <laughs> you know yeah like, it's yeah. taking away those things that have come into our lives that have taken us away from that natural state that we mm. were designed to be in um yeah it really is an un and like an um like a de-layering yeah I love that and I love um seeing people feeling that you know yeah. like oh I was fine all along yeah um yeah I would love to know how you usually do consultations with people yeah so I'm just releasing um an online course actually if you translate it, it's called Core Shine. Mm. Um, so it's basically everything that we've talked about today, yeah. but that's in Swedish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's for the Swedish people. But um, you can also, or we can also do a consultation where we, um, yeah, talk about your state today. Mm-hmm. If it's anxiety or stress or, or a health related issue um, and it's usually a combination of naturopathy and, and um, theta meditation. Um, yeah, and we'll take it from there. But um, everything stress and anxiety related is very welcomed. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. before we go, um, there's three mm-hmm. questions that I will be yeah. asking everyone. So first one, what makes you feel whole? Mm being in nature um and laughing mm, nice mm. um yeah what are the daily wellness practices or resources that have been a key part or the most supportive thing on your journey yeah well definitely naturopathy and, and theta um but today i think i like more regularly use um melissa woods um like work she does like um workout video videos and she talks a lot about yeah um nutrition as well so that's really helped me and also uh to be magnetic mm. that I'm I think you know about too yeah. or yeah so those two are are the like yeah um they help me today yeah mm. I love both those resources actually are you do you are you a mm. member of um to be magnetic yeah member of all of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's very similar it, it is theta basically but she's yeah. just done it in a way that's so um amazing she's incredible um, yeah 
Okay. Yeah, and then is. the last mm. question is what is one thing you wish you'd known or wish you could tell your old self? Um, it sounds a bit cheesy, but like believe in yourself and listen to yourself mm. because you know, you know, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Trust, trust that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, Thank you mm. so much. This has been such a lovely conversation. Yes, thank you. I could talk for three more hours. I know. I feel like we're going to have to do another one <laughs> at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Um, yeah, it's been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being my first mm. podcast guest. Yes. Wow, what an honour. Mm.